The Fairy Grove. This is a story of family and friendships that began a long, long time ago when dense woodlands and forests covered the land as far as the eye could see. Around that time, events in the grove changed all their lives forever. Down by the River Kelvin, the day started out just like any other when Maggie arrived with an urgent message from the Lady G. Before taking the form of a unicorn, Maggie lived in the grove but left to become the Lady G's messenger and companion to travel to lots of exciting places. Daydreaming on top of the red roof beside the giant oak tree, JJ hadn't noticed Maggie's arrival. She was far too busy looking out over the oak tree that stood like a watchful sentry guarding the city of Glasgow. On a clear day she could see the Kelvin viaduct carrying its waters beyond the city. But now, as winter approached, the skies looked dark and gloomy, matching her mood exactly. Apart from daydreaming, the only other thing she loved to do was listen to the elders tell stories about the grove that once stretched from Dumbarton Rock in the west all the way to Edinburgh in the east. Now it seems to have been swallowed up by high-rise buildings and fast traffic. As she sat watching the daylight drift off into the night sky, she wished with all her heart she could follow it. It wasn't that she didn't like living in the grove, she loved it. It was just, well, it was just she didn't like being told what to do. That and being followed everywhere by her sister Elena May and her two friends, Isla Rose and Liza. She'd only managed to shake them off early because they were so busy whispering in secret corners about the meeting tonight. Well, she'd already made up her mind she wasn't going to any meeting. What would be the point? No one ever listened to it anywhere. The elders just talked and talked amongst themselves and then made all the decisions. Life just isn't fair, thought JJ wistfully. She didn't seem to fit in anywhere. The elders didn't think she was old enough to join them, but she felt she was much more grown up than her sister or her friends. As a sudden breeze whipped her faded headdress from her massive tangled curls, she could only watch helplessly as it floated gently to the ground. Oh, fiddlestick, she said, annoyed that it was far too far out of reach. Reluctant to move from her favourite spot, she quickly settled back down to her favourite daydream outside the grove. JJ, she heard her sister calling, but she didn't reply, hoping instead Elena May would keep on searching. JJ, Elena, call, Elena May called even louder. I know you're up there. I found your headdress. Hurry up, the meeting's just about to start. Come on or we'll both be late. Peering out over the rooftop, JJ could see Elena May swaying higher and higher in the little swing below. I don't want to go, she called down indignantly, and you can't make me. Elena May jumped off the swing and gave a deep bow to an imaginary audience. Delighted with herself, she'd landed perfectly on the soft grass. We've all got to go, so that includes you, she yelled. I'll count to three, and if you don't come down, I'll come up there and make you. Hmm, thought JJ, she knew her sister would do so. There was no point in arguing. At two years younger, Elena May could climb higher and fly faster than anyone else in the grove. One, two, said Elena May slowly. Okay, okay, I'm coming, said JJ reluctantly, but as soon as this meeting's over, I'm coming back up here and you can't stop me. Sadly, JJ's wings had become so flimsy and weak through lack of use, it was almost impossible for her to fly. Instead, she started to climb down off the roof when her hand slipped and sent her sprawling head first towards the ground right on top of Elena May. The mixed-up muddle of arms and legs had them falling about laughing as they struggled to untangle themselves. Still smiling, Elena May held out her hand and said, We'd better go. 
JJ made another attempt at flying, but her wings had been weakened even further by the fall. I didn't want to go to this stupid meeting anyway, she said, holding back tears of frustration. Elena May gripped her sister's hand even tighter. Never mind, she said firmly. Together we're stronger. And with that, they shot upwards and disappeared into the inky skies. When they arrived at the meeting, the elders had already taken their seats. Anya, their queen, spotted their arrival and stood up to signal the start of the meeting. Hush, please, began the queen in a loud voice. My friends, we are the she of the great Mother Earth, and my heart is heavy with the news I received today. Stopping to take a deep breath, the queen's voice was thick with emotion. As you know, she continued, the Lady G sends us news from the outside world, and the news today is most alarming. The noise in the circle grew louder as everyone looked around nervously. Please, please, she continued, holding up her hand to calm their fears. I've no wish to distress you further, but there are dark clouds gathering across our skies. Already feeling bored, JJ wasn't impressed by this information and said a bit too loudly, Is there ever anything else but dark clouds? The Queen looked directly at JJ and smiled. Indeed there is, she said, but these dark clouds will not bring bad weather. They will bring the downfall of our grove and all others. Everyone shifted anxiously in their seats. Smoothing out the golden threads of her emerald gown, the Queen set her wings firmly behind her and waited for the commotion to die down. Lost in thought, she looked as though she carried the weight of the whole world in her shoulders. But JJ wasn't looking at the Queen or listening. She'd already drifted off into another daydream. When the noise finally settled, the Queen continued. As you can see, this matter concerns us all. These clouds carry an ill wind of disenchantment, causing people to lose belief in themselves. I'm afraid it's up to us to help find a way to restore it and restore their belief in us. Liza, one of the youngest and cleverest fairies in the circle, raised her hand to speak. The Queen nodded to her in recognition. Your Majesty, Liza began, her eyes sparkling brightly. How can we make people believe in themselves? Surely that's something they must do on their own. You're quite right, Liza, said the Queen. We can't, especially when they've lost all sense of who they really are. All we can do is make them want to believe in themselves. It could be dangerous, it could be very dangerous indeed, but it's her only hope. Liza's best friend, Isla Rose, jumped up bravely, her silver wings poised and ready for action. We're not afraid of any danger, are we, Liza? she said fearlessly. I know you're both very clever and very brave, said the Queen in a soft voice, but I'm afraid fate has already chosen the person who must complete this task, and JJ must go alone. A startled JJ looked up at the mention of her name. All eyes were upon her. Who? What? I'm going where alone, she said in disbelief. From the moment you were born, JJ, said the Queen, you were meant to journey beyond the grove. Not because you had to, but because you wanted to. But I don't. I mean, I do, but, but where would I go? What could I do, she said worriedly. I only daydream about the outside world. No, said the Queen kindly. You go where your dreams take you. And now you must follow them to Arthur's seat in the sacred circle of Holyrood. It's the seat of inspiration, the lifeblood of the sleeping lion who guards the beliefs of all mankind. You must awaken him. Mac, son of the High King of Dalriada, will guide you on your journey. He's a skilled warrior from the kingdom by the sea and can take you as far as the capital, but only you may enter the sacred circle. I'm afraid, JJ, our future lies in your hands. The Queen sat down on her throne, indicating to everyone in the circle the meeting was over. 
JJ gulped and looked around frantically in search of her sister. When at last she found her, they looked at one another in a mixture of sadness and disbelief.